Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello guys, welcome back to the show. Daniel Childs here. This is Let's Talk Chelsea. We're going to be breaking down the latest news around Stamford Bridge. And we do have quite a bit to get to since I did my last show, which was focusing around N'Golo Kante. But we've got stuff around the goalkeeper. We're going to be speaking about Romelu Lukaku, the massive Saudi investment in players and how that actually could help Chelsea in trying to sell and offload unwanted players this summer. I'm going to speak about Cesare Casade, who of course had a really good time at the under-20 FIFA World Cup. And also a little bit about Levi Colwell and hopefully some Mason Mount stuff in there too. If you are new around here on YouTube, please do hit the like button. Really does help with the algorithm and getting more eyes onto the content content over this summer also hit that subscribe button if you want to see the latest Chelsea stuff too from the channel if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in so we're going to start off with the goalkeeper uh, because Chelsea uh, Kepper is a Malaga is he going to be sold is he going to be not I mean it seems once again and it's quite disheartening to hear that apparently that sort of Pochettino is going to be encouraged to use Kepper is which kind of speaks to the lack of kind of interest in him as a goalkeeper still, even after what some have deemed and tried to paint as a really good season for Kepa. In terms of playing time, it was, but yeah, it still shows maybe the limitations and also the finances behind trying to take Kepa's particularly wages, uh, given when we signed him back in 2018. So that, that is a problem and it is expected that Edouard Mendy will be departing, but Chelsea do need to invest in this area. Nizar Kinsella reporting that Chelsea are going to launch Andre Onana bid as two goalkeeper targets favoured. Apparently Inter want at least 50 million for the 27-year-old and could be forced to sell him to help ease their financial problems. Apparently Chelsea held talks with Inter in April and are now set to reopen dialogue with the Italian club. There are alternatives. Some of those include uh, apparently Dortmund's Gregor Kobel, who of course Chelsea played against, and Brentford's David Raya. Uh, Raya apparently though is maybe close to a move to Spurs, so that one may already be off the table for Chelsea. Another name uh, from Milan, AC Milan and France number one, Mike Magnon, was also sounded out, but Chelsea have been put off by his 18 million asking price. I really like Andre Nana as a goalkeeper. Uh, the Champions League final demonstrated mostly uh, because it was a very tight game and there wasn't a lot of opportunities. He couldn't really do much about the the winner from Rodri in terms of his ability on the ball. That is kind of one of his biggest strengths. And um, it is something that maybe Chelsea have lacked in terms of, you know, Kepa is supposed to be good in that sense. But I, I don't think, I even think sometimes Edouard Mendy, despite the criticism he gets because he doesn't look as kind of elegant with the ball at his feet. I think sometimes has proven more effective than Kepa Ariza Balaga. So with with Pochettino coming in, I, I think it is important to have someone in there who 
you know, can do a very competent job, is going to be able to save shots from long distance, is going to be able to command their box, grow that chemistry with the defenders in front of them. But then also, I think more and more it is important that, and you see this just with the evolution of the game and evolution of goalkeepers over the past decade, in terms of they really need to be good with the ball at their feet and they need, really need to be comfortable having the ball inside their area, be comfortable being pressed by opposition players and uh, have that ability to hit it long, direct to potentially a centre-forward, but also play in and around their box. So I think Onana, when you just look at sort of a Skyrim report here from FB Ref, the looks against this, he's had a very, very good season with Inter Milan um, in terms of being a really good goalkeeper for them. He's turned out to be potentially a really valuable signing if they do sell him because they got him from a free after he left Ajax. And um, he's replaced uh, Handonovic, who I think was a long-term goalkeeper there. And he re was really key, made some big saves in the run to the Champions League final. So I, I feel like out of the options that have been kind of named, I really do like Andre Onana. Um, I think Kobol as well has developed into a really good goalkeeper. Um, he made some big saves against Chelsea in the first leg, of course, was injured, I think, for the second leg against us. So wasn't available. And then, of course, Chelsea did win that game. And... Um, I think it's a really good option. I think if Mike Magnon is, is out of the sort of the picture in terms of the asking price, there is a financial reality that is referenced there in terms of Inter Milan that is very real. Uh, I definitely suggest go and listen to Totally Football show. They had uh, James Horncastle, Italian football expert uh, from The Athletic, sort of breaking down the Inter financial situation. And that there kind of is a reality, a bit like two summers ago when they sold Lukaku to Chelsea. They're probably going to have to sell one of these big players. And, and the fact that with Onada because he's a free, that's that's pure profit there. So maybe Chelsea can jump in and, and try and get a march on on signing Andre Onana. Let me know your opinions and if there are any other big goalkeeping options you would like to see Chelsea sign this summer. But this it does relate to Inter Milan because apparently Chelsea are going to have another meeting, not only in terms of Andre Onana, but uh, two other names, of course, are going to be very relevant in this conversation with Inter Milan. One of them, of course, is Romelu Lukaku. His Inter loan now is ending. And Kalidou Koulibaly has even been cited as a player that Inter Milan may be interested in signing this summer. But the key thing in all of this that is becoming a growing, I guess, issue or maybe a solution to Chelsea out of a very unexpected place, and that is Saudi Arabia, their investment in their domestic league. We've seen this with N'Golo Kante going to Al Ittihad. We spoke about that last week. But now apparently Lukaku has been offered a 16 million deal to leave Chelsea for Saudi ahead of Pochettino era. Uh, Lukaku is expected to push to leave Chelsea this summer and the 30-year-old year old striker met officials from Al Halal on Paris in Paris, sorry, on Monday to discuss a move. Apparently, Lukaku initially expressed a reluctance to move to Saudi Arabia, though he earns around 11 million a year at Chelsea and his preference is to play at the highest level. Chelsea striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is also being targeted by clubs in Saudi Arabia. Koulibaly is another name. Apparently, Hakim Ziyech as well is, is getting some interest from there. In the upcoming week, Saudi Arabia, their investment, their sudden investment in players and particularly the profile of ones over the age of, say, 30 or, or later stages of their career, very much in their prime, could be very beneficial for Chelsea because, you know, the N'Golo Kante one Chelsea are kind of not benefiting other than getting Kante's wages off the books. There's no transfer fee there because it's the end of his contract. With the case of uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, in the case of especially Lukaku, it would be such a big benefit. Um, what the long-term effects of Saudi Arabia means uh, and their investment means for European football. I'm going to have a conversation with uh, 
Football Therapy Yan. He's a guest on the channel. You'll be seeing that content coming out very soon. Uh, we had a discussion recently and we do speak about that kind of broader thing. But in terms of Chelsea, in terms of getting players off the books before June the 30th, this could be uh, relieve a lot of pressure from the new ownership and, and particularly Mauricio Pochettino. So I, I think in, in this case, if they can get players off the books quite quickly, Saudi Arabia may prove to be the ones to do it. But as I say, there are further questions that aren't related to Chelsea's kind of need for, for trimming down the squad that relate to Saudi Arabia in terms of the discussion over sports washing, what that means for football, what is kind of the power in terms of sport, um, what is the intentions of Saudi Arabia, as we know, we're trying to get a World Cup with the, the PIF investment, not only in Newcastle United, but also um, with the Live Golf Tournament and what's been going on PJ. This is a much bigger conversation, that obviously isn't just related to Chelsea, uh, but I think we have to kind of discuss it at the current point. I do want to move on now. Um, I've written a piece for Football.London today around Mason Mount. Um, it, it was based off of kind of a, a discussion I saw took place on, on Twitter, a tweet that I, from an account I like, and it was regarding Mount kind of why do Chelsea value him at, say, if the reports are accurate that Chelsea apparently wants something like €80 million, Euros, which is under £70 million for Mason Mount from Man United, and that is too much for Man United. If they value him that highly in terms of a fee, why do they not value him in a similar way to hand him a lucrative contract? Now, I do. this is an opinion piece, and I do understand that there's two sides to this story, and uh, there is a nuance in the fact that you know Chelsea may have offered something, Mount maybe wants a lot more than that, has maybe knows that if he leaves Chelsea, he's going to get more than that. But I think it still strikes a little bit as inconsistency for me, arguably as strong as hypocrisy, because, you know, think of the cost of losing Mason Mount over a long period of time. We say this a lot when we're talking about Levi Colwell, potentially, you know, what are you going to have to pay to make up for losing that talent in the long term over keeping that talent? In the case of Chelsea, it is going to cost them to keep Mason Mount in terms of a higher wage. But what do you gain? What is the value you gain from keeping Mason Mount instead of him going to a rival? And I just find it a bit bizarre that, Chelsea, if they're not going to rigor on a contract, but then maybe price Mason Mount out of a move this summer, um, I, I don't understand how that is beneficial, especially when you consider if Mason Mount doesn't move this summer and there isn't a contract agreement found in the next 12 months, he's leaving for free, which would be tragic. It would, you know, if you, if you accepted a bad place that Mason Mount is leaving Chelsea, then I think you have to understand that you're going to need to get some money for him. It's not that you take 20 million for him, but I, I just found that a little bit strange from my point of view. We're going to speak now about uh, Cesare Cassade, who, um, of course, was signed from Inter Milan last summer, played uh, for a few months in the academy, I believe was involved slightly in the kind of Abu Dhabi training camp before Chelsea returned to Premier League action after the World Cup, then went on loan to Reading for the second half of the season and has had a really, really good summer, the start to his summer with Italy. Um, he has become the first European player to win the Golden Ball and the Golden Boot at the same under-20 World Cup tournament. Italy got to the World Cup um, final. They did lose to Uruguay, but for Cassidy, it was a really, really beneficial tournament. A bit like how Andre Santos, another midfielder Chelsea have uh, purchased in the past year, had a really good time at the international level. 
um it was outstanding it really was some of his displays um and as Nazar Cancelo reports followed in the footsteps of the likes of Lionel Messi Erling Haaland and Sergio Aguero by winning the tournament's golden boot Cancelo also explains that the teenagers performances have not gone unnoticed at Chelsea and Pochettino will decide whether to include Cassidy in his first team squad for pre-season also going on to state that the new boss is, is set to sp- uh, split his squad into two groups which kind of speaks again to the size the sheer size of Chelsea's group Cassidy, I, I always say this, I, I think just as kind of um, a first thing on this in terms of going to the championship, Reading didn't have a good end to their season. It was a real struggle. It's been a struggle at that club financially for a while. They did get relegated to the to League One, but it did give him senior football quite quickly because I think it became quite clear early on when he started playing for the academy and the development squad that he was of a higher level. So he needed to get that football. And I think it was it was a nice short-term solution. In terms of the midfield area, there are spaces opening up if we just look at the fact that Loftus-Cheek is likely off, Kante is off, we just spoke about Mount, could be off as well, Kovacic is likely off too. Um, And I would like to see him given some time, potentially in pre-season, to be in and around the group. He has proven to be a very good goal scorer from central midfield, something Chelsea have desperately lacked. And he doesn't quite, as I say, fill that that void that Chelsea are looking for this summer. I, I think if you were to look very internally, another player that's come up into the conversation in recent days, um, even though he suffered another relegation on loan, is Ethan Ampadu. Um, I, I think could maybe find himself with some opportunities uh, under Mauricio Pochettino. I think Cassidy, it maybe is a little bit too soon uh, because... I think, you know, there's always that big discussion point over a development of a young player is you don't really want to halt their development or you don't want to get to a place where they're thrown into a situation or an environment that is kind of detrimental to that progress. And, you know, we always go back to kind of the the perfect kind of development stage of of the likes of Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Tamori of going to the championship, Reese James too, if they get that senior football. So I guess if even it doesn't fully work out and Pochettino maybe thinks and the player thinks it's actually best for me to go out on loan, you know, I think it's very exciting that Chelsea have got these talents, the likes of Santos, the likes of Cassidy, and they're, they're identifying these young talents now, getting them in for, a, for a, a cheaper fee of what potentially you'd have to pay for them when they're later on in their career. So I think that's very exciting. Let me know your opinions. Would you like to see Cassidy play a bigger part next season? Let me know in the comments below. But that is it for today's edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys for watching and listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea, and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.